Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the fun stuff you love to talk about. We got a great show tonight. Uh, We are going to be talking Captain Marvel trailer review. Uh, We've got uh, Christy Romano from uh, Kim Possible. Big Hero 6 is going to be our guest. And we're going to run down the most powerful heroes in the DC universe. But first, I want to welcome our brand new sponsor, which is Jolly Jane. It's a Kickstarter right now. Uh, You can go to secretsofthesire.com slash Jolly Jane to check out this really awesome Kickstarter uh, it's created by Russ Rollins and Jeff Kaufman. Uh, Jeff and I have actually been friends. I've known him for a while now. read a lot of his stuff. It's great. What happens when a paramedic gets possessed by the spirit of a serial killer? Find out in this amazing 44-page... It's bad page. news for his patients. It's not good for them, <laughs> but uh, it's a great horror comic. Find out in this amazing 44-page comic book. Again, go to Secrets of the Sire slash um, Jolly Jane. And you'll be able to check that out. So, But there will n- be no hints as to what exactly the secret of the sire is, mm. even if you go on that link. This is right? true. Okay, this I'm just true. checking. I'm just checking. All right, as always, I'm your host, Michael Dolce, joined by the Lord of the Radio himself, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How you doing, sir? Um, okay. I'm, I'm super good. tan, by the way, too. I just noticed that. So it's, am I. It's excellent. I'm a um, big but fan I've been like this since I was born. Uh, I'm super tan from the sun, not <laughs> from Captain Marvel. Not from, but, not uh, from God. Not from God, no. <laughs> from Captain Marvel. Uh, it, it's, it, it, it always amazes me. Yeah. The trailer dropped. Isn't that, uh, isn't that one? It just always drops like just out of nowhere. It just kind of happens. Well, there's always, they always announce it's going to drop and then it doesn't. Yeah. Just to, just to mess with everybody who anticipates it's dropping. Mm-hmm. And then they drop it like unannounced, like maybe three or four days later. Uh huh. And everybody scrambles to, yeah. to have their mm-hmm. videos up on. So yeah. What did you think? I thought it looked. We're going truth or trash here. I thought it looked good. I mean, but it doesn't. It looks like every other superhero movie. The only thing that I know is that it's Marvel, Mm -hmm. and because of you know, I don't know something like ten years of uh, you know of of brand uh, strengthening, uh, or you know, uh, uh, brand enforcement. Yeah, that they've done. I know it's probably going to be better than the average like nineties. Um, superhero movie. I know it takes place in the 90s, I'm being ironic, but it does look like, and it it also looks like we're not going to get an origin story, really, or it's going to be like one of those things where the origin story is going to take place during the actual events. Sure. So perhaps that'll leave the the door open for like actually actual embellishment and character development, that kind of thing. So it looked good. Brie Larson looks great. You know, uh, she looks like, she looks like Carol Danvers. Yeah, she looks like yeah. Captain Marvel. Uh, the suit looks awesome. You know, they said they euthanized uh, Sam Jackson, but he still looked like Sam Jackson. Yeah. You know, people were talking about, oh, they use it on Sam Jackson. He looks, he looks completely different. He looked exactly like Sam Jackson, except with both his eyes. So. No, he looked different. He looked younger. He looked a little younger, he but looked, uh, my question. He didn't look like he didn't. He didn't look uh, Robert Downey Jr. younger. When they did that to him no, in, in, in Civil War. I was definitely wondering whether or not it was a... Um, what? Really? Whether they, did, they, did they... What do you call it? Did they... You know... Do you euthanize him digitally or do they just give him hair? <laughs> like I wasn't quite so sure. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, he doesn't look that different if you can't tell. 
Uh, no, it definitely looks different. I mean, he, he looks different. He doesn't look. I mean, the the internet right, made a big deal okay, about how right. different he looked. All right, he doesn't look. Okay, let's say this. He doesn't look uh, Pulp Fiction necessarily, but he looks. I mean, he looks pretty. I don't know. I I thought he looked pretty good. I didn't say he didn't look good. I'm just saying he doesn't look that different. Okay. I mean, that's all. And I said the internet was making a big deal. Like, oh my God, Sam Jackson, they spent millions and millions of dollars on. (laughs) Sure, they did. And I'm like, yeah, but he still looks like. I just knew he was like, ah, Sam Jackson with hair and two eyes. So, you you know, it's it's funny. You mentioned like the 10 years of uh, the Marvel brand enforcement, right? Yeah. I actually found this so refreshing because I feel like it's been so long since we've gotten anything comic book movie related that it was kind of a br- it was kind of like you know when the, when the, when she lands in the blockbuster which by the way a lot of comments on the facebook feed about blockbuster you know there still is one left it's in oregon there, what are they saying about blockbuster though like oh like, just just is there still blockbusters around like that kind what, of they mean, don't know this takes no, place no 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 it was my reaction to the uh, blockbuster and i was uh, like hey hey there's still uh, you know, yes i saw that and, and yes. so there was okay. still one okay okay um People want blockbusters back. They just do. Can't Blockbuster was a nice thing, man. Yeah. That was a kind of cool thing. You know, Netflix so, just killed them. You know, I mean, killed them. S- somebody chimed in, though. They're like, Stabbed you know. them in the heart. We have nostalgia for something that killed independent video stores. It everywhere. is. <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> it's, like, it's another thing. The, the reason I never cried for Blockbuster is because Blockbuster's business model years and years ago right. was to put all the mom and pop shops out of business. Right, right. So F them. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Blockbuster. I know, and that's I know a lot of people. And Netflix came along and ate their lunch right out of the lunch pail. I know, you know, and the Blockbuster was gone like what four or five years later, like not even they didn't even they couldn't hold out. And of course, if you're going to give the same service with absolute convenience Mm -hmm. and no late fees and no ridiculousness, of course people are going to do that. Yeah, you know, but people don't remember Netflix. Not to get off on a tangent, Netflix started as as a video store that right. they, they 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 mailed you your your, yes. oh, yeah. your DVDs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, people like think it started out as a as a streaming service. It actually took a long time for the for it to become a service where you could just watch whatever you wanted right. on Netflix. Right. So they built themselves up, and now you know. And so so okay, back to the back to the point. This is the nineties. Yeah. It takes place in the 90s, so she crashes. A big symbol of the 90s right. was that corporate empire called uh, Blockbuster Video yeah. <laughs> that she destroyed because she fell into so it. So do you think that was random? Do you think that I was, don't think that was random at all. Do you think it was really super random? I don't think it was random at all. I think if it was the 80s, she would have fell into a, a McDonald's <laughs> or something, mm, you know. McDonald's is still pretty... It's not the corporate monster it was oh, in the sure 80s. sure it is. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about... I'm talking culturally. It's not the. I mean, people have realized that you, you know, you usually die if you eat McDonald's now. So it's not exactly the same, and it doesn't have nostalgic pur- uh, purpose because it's still around. Blockbuster's not around anymore, so sure. that's why I had a more of a nostalgia fix. You know, she fell right. into a Blockbuster because if she fell into a Seven Eleven, right, which was also just as big in the nineties as it is now. Um, People would be like, oh, it's a 7-Eleven. But Blockbuster, everyone knows that Blockbusters are gone. Everybody's watched the methodical takedown <laughs> of Blockbuster <laughs> in their neighborhood. Like their Blockbuster video store just becoming becoming more and more diminished. The, the, the items, the selections becoming less and less. The, the, the shelves looking bare. And then them just taking to selling used DVDs. 
which is their biggest selling point, and even that's starting to disappear right. until finally they just closed down and the store is just dark and the stores weren't sold. So it's just this dead blockbuster store in the middle of your strip mall yeah. waiting for someone to come along and buy it. And that's like the fate of Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other, and that's why that was significant. In the, the other big takeaway, right? The other big takeaway from all this was the uh, her punching the old lady on the uh, subway or on the bus. Yeah, and we which, know that's a scroll, right? Well, we know that's. Yeah, we, we know, know that's. that's a scroll. We I mean, know how, that's. How hard was that? And I mean, like, what? Come on, people! Wait till the film comes out. I saw the outrage about that. It's like, oh, that shocked the heck out of me. I'm like, yeah, well, maybe the old lady said something. Maybe she lipped off. You know, but here's the, th- <laughs> but here's the thing, right? She gave, she, gave, she gave Captain Marvel a little lip, and Captain Marvel slapped the crap out of her. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it works in New York City. The only thing that about it that I thought was a little, like, I can't not watch that and know what it is already. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just so curious if you just, you're a casual Marvel fan. To slip that in to what is ultimately a serious trailer. I actually thought when I heard about the uh, the old lady on the bus that that was the beginning of the trailer. You because heard about that before I, you saw it? Yes. See, I people started posting about the old lady like instantly. No, I didn't right? see any of that. Uh, so I, I'm just wondering if, and my immediate reaction was, oh, they probably put that at the very beginning. Like it's probably like one of those like splash page moments where she gets on the bus and some old lady like kind of smiles at her and she just wallops the crap out of her knowing and me knowing it's a scroll it's a shapeshifter i like i know all this right um but that's how it actually i thought that would be how they actually did it but they didn't do it th- that way they kind of no, was in the middle of the they slipped it into this yeah. like thematic thump 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 you know music and and it's like this thing where it's like the earth is gonna come down oh my god there's oh my god she just Smack the crap out of that that old lady. The old lady had it coming. <laughs> I told you she mouthed off, man. I mean, don't mouth off. Keep your mouth shut. It, That's a law. That's a law in the the jungle. Keep but I'm your just mouth saying, shut. I can't jump to say it's a complaint. Some superhero gets on your bus, right? <laughs> Blatant that she's a superhero. She's got the costume on. She floated out of the sky. You mm-hmm. know, these mm-hmm. little things are not hard to put together on your own, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're an old woman. You've been around a while. You've right. seen superheroes. And you mouth off, <laughs> you get punched in the face. That's all. No, she's a scroll. She's obviously a scroll. No, no. I think I think the old lady mouth. Off. I think that's what's going to be the surprise in the movie. <laughs> it's just, just going to be some. It's, old, just, it's just. It's just. It's just some women on women. It's just going to be a situation yeah, where yeah. she doesn't know protocol. She doesn't know earthly pro- and that's what Sam Jackson's going to be like. You can't be hitting old ladies in the face. You can't do it. She was you know? a scroll. No, no she wasn't. Sam Jackson's like, no, no, she wasn't. <laughs> no, she wasn't. That was an old lady. Yeah, I know you think she's a scroll. I know that's a good excuse, but you, she but you knew you she's dead now. Yeah, you knew she wasn't a scroll when you hit her. <laughs> You're just trying to pretend right now, but you totally knew that woman gave you a little attitude. You didn't feel like uh, dealing with it because you were Carol Danvers from from outer space, and um, and you, you gave her a little chin action, and now she's dead. Because you know, your superpower. So overall, I'm giving this thing truth, right? I'm not saying trash to the trailer. I think the, tra- mm-hmm. the trailer's pretty good. Okay. But is it truth? Because it's again, it's just it's it's another Marvel movie, and we're just excited to see it. Like that's I honestly I honestly walked away from it thinking that. I don't know. I I honestly walked away from it thinking it just it looked okay. You know, like yeah. look, the reason it looks okay is because of who it's coming from. Yeah. So any 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 potential wonkiness that you see. Yeah. You already Im- um, immediately ascribe a reason for it. There's yeah. a story behind that. Okay, that looks a little weird. 
but there's something to it yeah. because it's Marvel. Yeah. And Marvel, Marvel's brand is tight. Compare this. If this was 20 years ago well, and they just showed this, you'd be excited that there was a comic book movie, but you'd be like, mm, I don't know, this yeah. stuff is already, there's a, there's a couple of wonky things. Yeah. Like her firing lasers out of her hands kind of looked a little wonky. Now uh-huh. it's supposed to look wonky. Right. And that's what she does. But it still looked a little chintzy. Yeah. But you're gonna give it a you're gonna give it a pass because you know they're gonna upgrade the visuals. Sure. So by the end of the film, it's gonna be really stylized. It's gonna come with the new the new outfit. You know. So because so so does the green. Like if it was the '90s, that green outfit would be all we got. That yeah. would that would be her costume. <laughs> so the one would, the one other the one other takeaway from the trailer too though, mm-hmm. um, to compare it to Marvel's most famous trailer of characters that no one really knows is Guardians. Um, it didn't have the same impact except for the fact that we know at the end of Infinity War, Nick Fury punches in those keys. Yeah, right. And it's going to be Captain Marvel. So there, there's a level of anticipation for this just to just to find out why he, you know, uses, yeah. uses 90s-style beeper to even You know what I'm her. actually surprised about in that trailer? The trailer wasn't full of 90s music. Mm. That's the one thing that was kind of missing. Trash. It's trash, trash, trash. What's not trash... That's not really what I meant, but okay. <laughs> what's not trash... What's not trash coming up is we are going to be hitting the DC Universe on the CW. And we're going to figure out the most powerful superhero when we come back. Did Chipotle? I, did, I, did I mispronounce that? Chicote <laughs> From Star Trek? Chipotle? <laughs> It's Chipotle. You, you eat the you food every week. You know I don't speak week. Spanish. Ah, uh, yes. I'm sorry. You I'm ate sorry. a whole wheel of cheese was, and you pooped in the yeah, fridge. That was too diverse, right? That was <laughs> oh. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. We just spoke about the Captain Marvel trailer, Truth or Trash. We gave it truth for the most part, but mainly because it's just I didn't Marvel. give it anything. You didn't ask me whether it was Truth or Trash. I you just re- assumed. I asked you repeatedly, actually. No, you didn't. You weren't even tuning into our own show. Uh, I, I said well, I'm not repeatedly. here. I mean, this is not <laughs> this is not where I choose to be. You know. Funny part about that though out of is service. that you know obviously I put together the show outline for the week. If you go to Patreon.com/slash Secrets of the you, Sire, you can check all that stuff. stuff out. And um, you know, and I get I'm bugged like, about it all week, all week long. I get bugged about well, it. Well, it's like all right, what's it? the topic this week? We're gonna do fall preview. We're gonna do. Fall and he never listened to me. I I, I'll, I put together. I'll suggest a couple of things, and he'll be like, ah, yeah, but I thought we would talk about this, and I'll be like, well, why'd you even ask me? Because I need the counter opinion. So anyway, we put together this awesome, Jerk. awesome idea for, for this. And we were going to lead with this. Uh, but instead, the Captain Marvel trailer came out. So we had to devote but a segment to that. That just means we're whores, though. That just means we're internet whores. Yeah. We should have stuck with our guns. Huh? No, stick with your gun. No. Stick with your gun. I am able to change when I need to change. Uh, you aren't able to change. change. Right. I fear change. Fall TV preview. <laughs> we want to do the most powerful oh, hero in the CW DC universe. <laughs> Okay, and I thought this was really awesome because the CW is basically DCU. Yeah, central, on television. Yeah. Uh, on television, you got Supergirl. That's about to be that's about to be undermined by the cinematic universe. Yeah, 
you've got Arrow, you've got Flash, you've got Supergirl, Black Lightning, um, and then there's Legends of Tomorrow, and there's a bunch of stuff. So I thought it would be really cool to pit them against each other in a series of categories, but there was just one problem. We don't really watch those shows very much. Like, you know, we, I've seen a no, few episodes of Black Lightning. Yourself. They're very good. You've watched, I mean, which ones out of those do you watch? And Black Lightning, okay. uh, Supergirl, Flash. Okay, so three out of four, but not Arrow. And not I never, yeah, tomorrow. I never got into Arrow. Right, I'm just saying. We don't, and, we're not. And, and I, I, I have negative feelings about Heroes of Tomorrow. So there you go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sit there and say we're not necessarily we're 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 good, but we're not as expert on it as we should be. So instead, I recruited one of my peeps, which is he's actually the logo designer of the Sire, which is great. Not Secrets of the Sire because that was actually we, we did a little spinoff from that. But he did the original Sire logo. He did the Descendant logo. So we got Mr. Andrew. He's on the line, right? All right, we got Mr. Andrew Lavuo coming on. What's up, buddy? Hey, Mike. How's it going? Very good. So you're going to be our expert in this. You're going to be our third vote. And uh, we are going to be pitting Third vote. That's... I know. That ruins everything. Everything has got to be binary, man. It's the internet. (laughs) We can't have a third option. (laughs) Here's our categories, okay? So we're going to pit everyone against each other. Um, Again, uh, you picked the Legends of Tomorrow character, which is Firestorm, correct? Correct. All right. So awesome. So, So that is going to be our... Um, quintessential. Um, what do you call that? We that we that we select. We're gonna. That's our that's our Legends of Tomorrow representative. We're gonna use these categories, right? We're gonna judge them on their look. Okay, that's that's a that's a key element first of all because. Well, what does look entail now? Uh, like, is the costume cheesy? Is the costume they're like all, effective? They're all pretty cheesy. <laughs> well, no, because but they could look like super bad, like not, and that's not. I don't mean that in a good way. I mean like they could look really poor. Okay. Or they can come off as like believable in like okay. I- in real life. Abilities, personality, mm. and then we're gonna get into two other things which I think is pretty good, which is, you know, storyline and their weaknesses. And the weaknesses we could throw that up. That's that could be open to interpretation. I'm I'm curious what you what you think I mean by weaknesses. So let's start with Arrow versus Flash versus Black Lightning versus Supergirl versus Firestorm. Who's got the best costume? Out of all these, who looks the most believable? Well, when you say hmm. believable... I mean, are, we, you... are we talking about comic book accurate or believable in a real-world uh, comic yeah. book adaptation? I'm going to leave it up to you. You you tell me, you justify who you think is the best costume and why you think it's the best costume. So, Andrew, you go first. Uh, what do you think? Go ahead, go ahead. I would say Arrow, right? Like, right off the bat? Like I think Arrow, Arrow is the most that deviates. Arrow is the least comic book accurate. I, it's the least comic book accurate, but it's the most. Um, like I feel like that could be. I could I could picture Arrow in the real world dressed like that and not. So you mean that. real world accurate? I'm saying what I mean by it. Oh, see how I did that? Yeah, I know it's pretty good. Andrew, what do you think? I we, we, did we lose you? Are you still there? No, I'm I'm still here. I'm still here. Um, I, w- I was going to actually say Arrow myself. I mean the Flash. The costume is decent for what it is. Um, it's questionable as far as like the tech that they use and you know the style versus like the '90s TV show version and the movie version. Um, but I, I would have to go with the Arrow for being you know badass and, and a nice real world adaptation of you know what the character would be in the real world. Hassan, what do you think? Uh, I guess Arrow uh, <laughs> or, or well. <laughs> 
comic book accurate, I would have to go with Supergirl. Okay. Um, yeah, she's she is the most straightforward out of everything. Yeah. So we're going to assign values to them. So uh, it, depending on what we come up with, comic book accurate, Supergirl, uh, real world accurate, a real world application would be uh, Arrow, I suppose. Okay. And then runner up to that, uh, let's. I would say Supergirl second, right? Like if we had a, if we had a, we're going to rank these in order so we can give them a, a, a numerical value. Well, what do you mean? Like in, Arrow in gets five points for this because he's number one. Supergirl gets four points because she's number two. Okay. See what I'm saying? Well, and then we'll no, go down the list. but okay, keep going. <laughs> if you have to explain it to me, it'll slow the whole segment down. So <laughs> keep going. Well, this is, this, is a, this is experimental. We're just we're breaking uh-huh. new bounds. Keep, keep going in pop culture radio. Just just breezing through it, man. Andrew, breezing through it. Put put the rest in order. If you got arrows at your top, who's who's the rest in order? Customers. Going down the different shows, um, I would say the Flash is up there. I mean, the the helmet's a little bit uh, weird looking, but it is you know it is what it is. I mean, it's a helmet on a on a guy's head, big head. <laughs> um, and can who, we all agree? Black Lightning has Black the worst Light? I mean, Black Lightning is cool. It's a little bit bulky, but it's. It's definitely cool. It's got the light-up features. And, yeah. You know, the, it make, you know, the guy can get around with it. It works <laughs> yeah. with the effects and everything. <laughs> and Firestorm. Where does Firestorm rank in this? Um, He's the least kind I guess, I mean, I, guess, I would still put him probably below Black Lightning just because it's, it's not as, you know, cool as the, the drawing, you know, the artwork of the original character. But I think, again, for a live-action thing, they, they did, made it as cool as they possibly could. So if we had to put in order based on everything we just talked about, we go Arrow first, Supergirl or Flash? Supergirl. Then Flash, then Black Lightning, then Firestorm. All right, so we're going to tally that up. I'm going I'm to keep track of this. It's very exciting. I'm going to mark that down right now. All right, so next, next in line, if we had to determine, abilities, the powers, like the superpowers or abilities, because Arrow doesn't have you know, superpowers necessarily. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's cool like Batman. Maybe he's not. He's Who's got the best cool. superpowers out of all of these characters right now? Uh, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier, and it's like, how can you not say that the Kryptonian doesn't have the best powers? Mm. Oh, you're getting nods Sup- from Hassan right now, so that's, that's yeah, a good they're thing. they're gods. <laughs> Superman, Supergirl, they're all going to be gods. That's, that's um, you know... That's a fixed category. I mean, flight, heat vision, invulnerability. Yeah. Uh, can't they can beat fly. That, right? Cold breath, you know. Could she oh. beat Flash in a race? That's the age old, you know. Well, I think we need to keep him the fastest man alive. Isn't that the tagline we have to make? Yeah, but su- no, no, no. Superman but she's a girl. Supergirl is not she's a alive. girl. A man. <laughs> she's a girl. Well, okay. Well, based based on that, and since you guys don't watch the shows, uh, Supergirl did beat Superman in a fight. So the the technical yeah. point that they gave her was that she's more powerful than he is. I do watch the show. No, no, yeah, Hassan does. I'm, I'm, oh, Ill, do? okay. I'm yeah. ill-equipped for this. I, I, I'm, I'm a Marvel <laughs> guy. Like, I will, I will honestly say one of the best things, or the only really good thing about um, Justice League, just to get off on a slight tangent, is the scene where Flash tried to sneak up on Superman and Superman just saw him coming in the corner of his eye. <laughs> you know, so Superman awesome. and Flash are kind of even keel. Yeah. Um, when it comes to that, that and, that's a, and that's the age-old comic book, um, you know, uh, lore of which one of them is faster. It's like one of those questions they're never going to answer directly of which one is right. actually faster. So I would say Flash is faster than if we're, if we're only leaving Supergirl in this category, Flash is probably faster than Supergirl, ultimately. Right. Um, 
And uh, but Supergirl's powers far outweigh the Flash in in ability. Yeah. And so so they so they do also to Black Lightning and Firestorm. I think Black Lightning's a little underrated though, because he's he's, he's done, underrated, he's but he's not a Kryptonian. Some, he's, he's not up to pretty... he's not up to Kryptonian. I mean, the Kryptonian is is a is is honestly a a wealth of powers. It's right. not just one ability. So right. You know, it, it, the Kryptonian is always going to beat everybody because the Kryptonian can pr- pretty much match everyone or at least keep up with everyone. So, in, in some way. using that logic, from what I'm hearing, we got Supergirl number one, correct? Yes, for, yep. for strength, for, for power. The worst one's got to be Arrow, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> Just because. I wouldn't say worst, but I would say on the power scale, probably yeah. the weakest. On the power scale. Like, we're, we're grading, by, we're grading power by powers right now. Black Lightning, right. Firestorm, and Flash. Who falls, who falls next in line? Well, the Flash, you got to count down. So he's got time travel, which is a biggie. This is he's very got the true. speed force for super speed. This is he why we can have vibrate through expert. objects. He can run on water if that counts as an extra uh, power. I would I would um, put Flash a second to Supergirl okay. in that category. Okay, I agree. And then are we talking Black Lightning? But, but, well, Firestorm? I was going to say it's, it's tough to say because uh, Firestorm is a nuclear man. I mean, he's got the power of nuclear blast and in transmutation. Mm. But everybody gets radiation poisoning when they're around <laughs> him. So. <laughs> So that's a negative, you know. He saves Real people, but they all that. they all end up dying of heart failure about a week later, anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's kind of a curse to be saved by him. All right, I'm gonna go with Flash <laughs> over Firestorm, but then we, we're gonna say Firestorm is is the next in line. Okay. All, all right. right. Is that yeah, what we're doing? Sure. Is that what we're doing? Sure. Okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna go. And then so Black Lightning. Well, Black Lightning's been a little less a uh, little less than I thought he would be right now. All right. Next category. Well, your category is kind of broad, you know. Personality. Who's got the best personality of these characters? Now, again, we're not talking about the comic book characters. We're talking about the CW universe. Who's got the best personality out of any of these characters right now? Who's the one that you're just you're just drawn to each each week? Uh, Black Lightning may may win in this one. I think. You like? I like Barry Allen. Oh. Uh, I like his personality because he's kind of unassuming. You know, he's a little less brash than, but I don't, although no, Black Lightning is, he's got a strong presence. I don't know, I don't know. Black Lightning is is the superhero, he's a dad, he's he's a principal. We got, Um, you know, I'm basing it on on those types of traits, but you know, Barry Allen definitely is endearing and, you know, that's my second, well, it's my top to second show back and forth between that and Black Lightning, but. Um, he's kind of vanilla in that way, too. Yeah. We just had two yeah. people chime in, Craig Caruso and Brian Abraham, both going with Flash. That's, that's it. We're going we're gonna to tip it to Flash, thanks to our, thanks to our user viewers, yeah. and we'll go Black Lightning I disagree. second. I, I disagree. I actually, I actually agree with the Black Lightning thing. So now you're, yeah. now you're yeah. back. Wait, what are you doing? I was trying to support I you. Was because we were working it out, <laughs> <laughs> and you chimed in with this out, you know, with the call it phone or friend kind of help here, and... <sighs> See, that's what I gotta do, though. Well, all right, all right, Barry Allen. I mean, what? Are we, you know, I got no dog in this hunt. It's Barry Allen. <laughs> Let's do Barry Allen. Hey, is it is this is this superheroes or uh, or uh, who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is whatever we make it. Basically, we just make this stuff up as it goes along. 
All right, where does uh, where good. does Supergirl, Arrow, and Firestorm fall in from there? I'm gonna have to say Firestorm's last, right? Am I am I far Why? Off? Why Arrow's last? Arrow has last. no personality. No personality. Okay, he's, he's a he's a stiff board. Badass costume. He's a Batman ripoff. Makes a lot of money. That, the the makes television a lot of Arrow money. signing autographs. The television Arrow is a Batman ripoff. Okay, kinda. true. The Green Arrow Very in the true. comics is is much more, you know, flamboyant and boisterous and stuff. I mean, it looks. Well, well, he he ripped Robin Hood off, but I mean, you know, <laughs> he's he's, yeah, he's, much, a, he's a lot more Marvel Cinematic Universe fun than he is on the TV show. Yes, a- absolutely, absolutely, totally agree. So I mean, and then I guess I would put Supergirl as th- uh, third, and um, um, so what was it? Barry Allen, Black Lightning, Supergirl, and then Firestorm. Firestorm is fourth. Yeah. And then and then the right. And he's not he's not a bad character. He's just very underdeveloped on the show. Yeah. And he doesn't I mean he's he's just he he just holds his space. You know, he doesn't stand out really. But he, I mean he had he had a lot of um he had a lot of intrigue when he was sharing his body with the mm-hmm. professor guy, mm-hmm. but you know, if, when that storyline kind of came to an end, he, you know, he kind of just... At the knowledge. Look at the knowledge you're spouting. I love it. Like, I love know. it, Hassan. How come you don't know about How this? How much did you binge today? How come <laughs> you don't know about this? Because <laughs> I told you, I freely admit. Uh, yeah. I'm a Marvel guy. You're not a All geek, right. though. Who's you're, got the best storylines? Who's got the best storylines? The most compelling storylines when, when all is said and done. Which show, like, oh makes you, uh, <laughs> like, an arc, something that's going on that, where you need to keep coming back? Now, I know Black Lightning's at a little bit of a disadvantage. Who, who do you think has the best storyline, Michael? Um, from what Michael, who has seen none of these shows. From what I have <laughs> ascertained. From what you've ascertained. From the commercials. Yeah. Through <laughs> osmosis. Through osmosis. I you am don't most have pleased osmosis. with Flash's storylines, though, you, actually. You because Flash. I kind of dig the whole time travel aspect to what is going on in that universe. That being said, I've been told But you don't know how they're times. executing it. I've been told numerous times... Numerous times, though, that Arrow, I need to get into the early seasons of Arrow. Supergirl is kind of like, yeah, the early seasons of Arrow are pretty good. I it did. Dips, w- it dips down like towards the, the last few seasons, and then it kind of picked up this season at the end. I did see Black Lightning, and I actually enjoyed Black Lightning storylines a lot, though, as well, too. So if mm. I personally had to rank it, I'd go Flash, then Black Lightning, then Arrow, then Legends of Tomorrow, because it just keeps coming back, that show. It's got to be something good there. And then I would I go. Say, I never said it was bad. And I go Supergirl last. Is that a fair assessment? No, that's 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 that sounds a bit right. I mean, Supergirl. It, it kills me because Supergirl is is the replacement for Superman, which is my favorite comic book character of all time. The movie is what got me into comic books myself. Um, and you know, she, she's no slouch being the cousin and 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 being a very strong role model. But I just feel that as far as the TV show goes, the plots themselves aren't as, as you know, good or as solid as, as the other shows, mm-hmm. and also um, the dialogue pretty much really killed that yeah, show a lot. Yeah, it, it got really bad. Um, the first season was really... When it was on CBS, it was an actual genuine television show. Oh, that's right. I forgot about right. that. And it was... It had strong uh, strong storylines and strong characters, like secondary characters, like um, uh, like Catco. I mean, what's her name? Cat... But Cat Grant. Yeah, yeah. Cat Grant. I almost said Cat Williams. Um, <laughs> Cat Grant. Hey, with want, the, don't just, remember, I don't remember that version. He of just won an Emmy. He <laughs> yeah. just won an Emmy. This is no, <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, with uh, with with uh, Allie McBeal. I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, directly. Calista Flockhart. Calista Flockhart yeah, yeah. was a, was a great addition to the show. Um, they also had um, 
Oh man, I'm not remembering any minis. They had they had some like You're really great disappointing me now. Yeah, whatever. Uh, they had some really <laughs> great enemies. They had some some great storylines with a lot of intensity. Um, the special effects were really good because they had a bigger budget. Yeah. Because they were so. I mean, it was the the that first season is this really good superhero television show um, material, and then once they moved to WB, it kind of went to cookie cutter. Uh, WB yeah. territory. All right, this is the last it, one because we really we're, schlock. We're bumping up against the clock here. I'm sorry. Uh, and Andrew, I definitely want you to, to plug whatever you got going on as well too when we get done with this. But overall, you know, originally I said weaknesses would be a category, but let's not even do that. Let's just do overall. What what are you? What what which show is a must? Like if you had all five of them on your DVR and you had to pick one, and then go down in order, which one are you? Which one are you clicking on first? Um, I'm, I'm probably going to stick with the flash. I mean, I think overall it's got the, the, the best run, uh, as a, as a storyline and, you know, for season for season, I think it's been pretty engaging the overall cast. Um, the fact that you can rewrite, you know, start a, a new season with a fresh concept by the time travel aspect or multi multi-dimensional aspect as mm-hmm. well. So I would, me personally, I would say, I would say pretty much like the last, well, Flash, Black Lightning in the short time it's been on air would come in second, then Arrow in its strongest season third, Legends maybe uh, fourth, and then Supergirl at the end. Wow! All right, so Supergirl gets gets the gets the short. And what do you think, Hassan? Uh, almost the same. I would swap Legends and Supergirl. I would say Legends is last. Um, okay. But uh, I don't know. I, I would put Arrow first, um, and then Flash. And I would say then Black Lightning and then Supergirl and then uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Interesting. We have a winner then of the best DC show, which I will tell you as soon as Andrew tells us about his comic book, The Rift. And you got what else you got going on, my man? Well, I don't have anything um, personally going on at the moment. I'm still working on Rift number six, uh, taking a long time due to life, uh, day jobs (laughs) and freelance, but... I am working on a lot of logos for comic book companies. Um, my my former partner Dion Floyd, his Immortal Kiss book, I did some stuff for him recently. He's got a new title coming out pretty soon called Starfall, which I did the logo for that, as well as I'm doing I'm actually designing some covers and interior covers for him. Awesome. So that's that's pretty much all that's going on right now. Where can people find you online? GIStudios.com. Very, very cool. Andrew, thank you for joining us. When we come back, we announce the winner of this little competition and Christy Romano. Do you know how long it's been since I've been wanting to just sacrifice, so sacrifice all your myself? beliefs yeah, just for the show? to give show? up all my beliefs? Well, I actually don't really have any beliefs, which is why it's been so hard for you to find out what my beliefs are to get me to betray them. I'm kind of a nihilist. I don't really believe in anything, except for sandwiches. Secrets of the Sire. <laughs> is Michael Dolce from Secrets of the Sire here at Wizard World Chicago with the lovely and talented Christy Carlson Romano of Kim Possible fame. Christy, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Very, very good. So my first question is always, uh, I'm fascinated when there's uh, child stars that are able to, you know, 
grow up, be normal, and, and have this like working life. You know, how did you deal as a teenager with all these responsibilities? You were on two different shows, even Stevens, and then and then uh, and then Kim Possible as well too. I mean, how did you deal with all that? You know, it's interesting. I'm not sure that I would say that I am that normal, <laughs> or that I've completely come out of it unscathed. I've definitely had. Um, some growth, you know, I think I was lucky because um, I didn't have the social media when I was, you know, at the height of my childhood fame and um, I was able to kind of be, you know, I went to college, I had normal college experiences, Um, I've had lots of different, like, relationships fail and I've, I've lived my life, you know, I've traveled and I never had to deal with the paparazzi, I've never had to deal with people like you know, caring about what I'm doing and tracking my whereabouts. So I definitely think that has a lot to do with it. And um, I think I also wasn't the type of person to lean into that type of stuff. Like, I think that some people want that because they know that it's like a marker for their career. For me, I didn't think that that was important. Well, that's fantastic, and uh, that's that's the that's the uh, the downer questions. Now we'll get to the fun questions. Kim Possible, um, take me through that series. What are your highlights? What comes to mind when you're when you're voicing it or you're watching it after? Is there something about that show um, that you can look back and just you know smile? Oh yeah! Anytime I think of Kim Possible, anytime I see Kim Possible, anytime I hear the ringtone, it just makes me smile because there's nothing but good memories there. I mean, the creators are so talented. I've, I work with them on Big Hero Six now. I'm a recurring character. And I have a lot of fun with them. And That's my question later. We, we okay. Segway, segway. Sure, I know. I'm very good with segways, but sometimes I jump the gun. So um, I see them, and, 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 and it's like I see Will at Comic-Cons, and like we have a blast. So there's nothing but positive memories there. Now, that's an excellent segue. My question is, the Comic-Con experience, you've been doing some Comic-Cons now for a while. What's your takeaway from, from doing these shows? What impresses you? What amazes you? What, what makes you kind of like stop and just kind of shake your head? Honestly, I think it comes down to this being such a human experience. I think sometimes people think that Comic-Cons are sort of strange, but it's it's not. It's actually kind of fascinating to see people engage with people that mean something to them in that capacity and then, like, um, have these, like, human emotions. Like, I had somebody come up to me yesterday and, and say that he was bullied in his community, but that, you know, because of Kim Possible, he feels like he can take on the bullies in his community, and he's saved a kid from being hit by a car. And, like, I mean, you know, he's handicapped, but, like, he he really, um, really resonated with him the, to be brave. And, like, that meant a lot to me. And then he gave me books for my little daughter. And, like, I started crying. So that was a human interaction that I had with him. I think what bugs me is when you see some actors who will remain nameless. Not I don't even know if they're here, but they're at other cons, you know. I don't think Wizard World likes to work with people who are too much work. There are some actors out there that are just a hot mess, and, like, I don't like seeing that. That bugs me. But um, but I'm lucky that everyone that I've worked with and all the people that are affiliated with me, all the Boy Meets World people, yeah. that we're all pretty chill and happy and just, you know, love our fans. That's fantastic. Uh, so you talked about Big Hero 6, so let's jump into it. Talk to me about the new character and the new role and, and you know, working on something that has... That you know comes from an Oscar-winning animated series. It's got to be pretty awesome. I really, really love Big Hero Six, the movie. So I was like super jazzed to be a part of the actual series. Like I couldn't believe it. And then the fact that it was um, Mark and Bob, I was like, this is like coming home again. This is so cool. They're so perfect to write Big Hero Six because of Kim Possible, and they're doing a great job with it. They're not just doing like their version of Kim Possible action. You know, meets Big Hero. 
they're like so adaptable. They're so amazing. They did Penguins of Madagascar before that, and I did an episode for them. But now they've brought me back to work with them again, and I just love it. I'm a character called Trina. I'm not allowed to exactly say what I am because I haven't, I haven't been. Break news. Break news. It's okay. But I am Trina. Trina is affiliated with a hero. So hero and her have sort of like a uh, type of dynamic that keeps coming back. Fantastic. So, you know, how do you um, differentiate between doing voice acting and doing, uh, you know, live action? Because you're actually a jack of all trades. You've been on Broadway. You have, you know, I mean, you've, you've, you're a singer. I mean, you know, what, what ex- you know, how do you, how do you walk into each role and, and do it in a way that, that makes that role shine? Um, I think you have to do a little bit of work on, firstly, what type of character you want to be. That's really important because, well, as it's different. As an on-camera actor, you have to think about where your strengths lie, maybe how you want to challenge yourself. Like, I just recently play, played a mom to a 16-year-old, which in and of itself, it's challenging as a woman because I'm, I'm 34, and that is kind of, like, crazy. But if you're playing it like she's 36, 37, like she had her child young, like, there's thoughts that have to go into that while before taking it. And then that informs everything you're doing once you get the job and how you're doing your character and all that. But if you're coming into a, um audition for a voiceover character, you have a take on it from the audition. And then if they think that maybe you can do something different, maybe they'll bring you in. Or they'll just hire you because they like what you did. It's kind of like a crapshoot because there's so much talent out there. Last question, what do you prefer doing out of all the jack-of-trades that you are, are known for? To be honest, I really like directing. Um, See, now, now that's you know, completely left field. Love it. So I directed uh, my first feature that was called Christmas All Over Again. It was really cute. Uh, it's kind of like a Disney movie, but it didn't go on Disney. Lionsgate picked it up, so it's online. So Christmas All Over Again, check it out. Um, and it, it was my directorial debut, and I had a blast. It's fantastic. Well, if you're in the New York City area, please drop us a line. We'd love to have you on the show. You can come in. We'll do a great job. Maybe he believes that he's being as as creative as possible, where you're kind of stuck in a bad... It's like a loop? Yeah, you're stuck in, you're stuck like in a, a bad situation that you didn't... No, Ooh, did no, that? there was no need for that. This was a decent rant. Jim, Look what he did to it. I'm going to ask a question. I don't want to answer your question. No, this is a question I've never asked you before. No, you watch South Park. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank our multiple guests. Christy Romano was awesome, by the way. I met her out in Chicago. Um, she was just super like into the interview. She was super just personable, just super nice. And uh, it was really refreshing, too, because you know, you sometimes you meet some folks and they're not as nice as she was. So uh, go check her out on Big Hero 6. Which She's folks? Voice Which folks? Right now. Dish, dish, dish. I also want to thank Andrew Lavoe for uh, designing our logo and being awesome on our DC uh, segment as well, too, which is our fall TV preview. And uh, for anybody who missed it, our Captain Marvel trailer, Truth or Trash, go check us out on YouTube.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Do it, do it, do it. We do, do it. this every week. We go spinning the racks, bring you the most fantastical pop culture news of pop culture. Spin the racks, spin the racks. 
We got a lot of news, man. We got a lot of news. Loki, Scarlet Witch, other Marvel heroes to get their own TV series on Disney streaming. Wow. So there is and So and they're done with the movies. Uh they're out. They got booted. Get out. Well, okay, so there's a couple. Let's, let's, so this is from Variety. D- Disney is enlisting Earth's mightiest heroes as the company prepares to launch its upcoming Earth's streaming deadest service. heroes. They're all deadest. Well, <laughs> the series will likely include shows centered on Loki and Scarlet Witch, along with other beloved superheroes. Um, and according to their sources, Hiddleston and uh, Elizabeth Olsen are both in. They're both in. Now, it's a limited series. They're not like extended TV series. Yeah. So they're kind of like little TV movies, things like that. It'll be like Agent Carter. Yeah. The well, the original. Because right. originally Agent Carter was just supposed to like be right. a miniseries. Right. And then they turned it into it. They tried to turn it into a series. Right. Loved and Agent Carter, by the way. I thought yeah, it was a the great second show. season was so much better than the first one, too, because it was like really tight. I don't know. I thought the first, I, one, was, I thought the first one was even better than the second one. Nobody cares what you think. Um, but it was really tight. I have a whole thing on that. <laughs> I thought it was tighter. It just, I just took it to another level. I just yeah. took it to other places, and it just, it just died. You know, people so were like, oh, "I'm not investing in this," and then it, it kind of died away. So you're saying that, like, you know, it's going to be the same thing for Scarlet Witch and yeah. Loki that they're going to be limited. But yeah. I mean, if it's successful, they'll, they'll be back. They'll be. Well, more. here's the thing, though. That's 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 a little crazy, right? So Scarlet Witch, I mean, she had her little, you know, finger snapped and she disappeared, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki kind of looked okay. I guess it's Loki, and that's that's always the out for it. But it looked like he like legitimately died. Yeah, in Infinity War. Although, so maybe he didn't. Very curious to know as to it's what. It's arguable point either in way because he got he got choked to death, and then he blew up in the ship. Yeah. So they blew his body up after they choked <laughs> him to death. <laughs> that's right. So I mean, <laughs> if he does come back, that's some. That's a magician's trick. I forget, but I forget which movie. It's just co- I can't I can't think of it. But it's just like oh maybe he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's a ch- oh. exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, it, I mean, definitely bears watching. Did you ever see um you know, like just to just to break in because we got a little bit of time? Did you ever see Freddy versus uh, Jason? Yeah, actually, I saw bits and pieces of that. I saw the end of it. There yeah. was an uh, there was an actress in there. I forget her name, and it's not important. But she at one point she fell asleep. And she's being chased by Freddy. And Jason comes across her sleeping body while she, <laughs> while she was asleep, while she was dreaming. And I remember being in the theater like, what did she do to the director? <laughs> she's, not, <laughs> she's not getting out of this sequence no matter what happens. I think she got killed by both of them at the same time. Since, since, we're, since we're diverging a little bit. Yes. Do you know what I saw um, over the weekend? What did you see? The Van Wilder sequel, The Rise of Taj, starring Cal Penn. Oh. Do you know who else is in that? Who else? Maggie from Walking Dead. She <laughs> is his love interest. Really? And it takes place in Britain, so she's got her full British accent. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Imagine, imagine walking out of isn't that. She, isn't she in a movie with, um, with Marky Mark? She's, she's one of the Funky Bunch, right? In the Marky Mark movie? <laughs> is she really? Right? Yeah. No, she's, that's really... She, th- it, that's, it was mild, she would, something mild. She had to be like 12 years old. No, there's a movie that just came out with Marky oh, Mark as some kind of special I gotcha. ops. I got you, Mark. And yeah, he's got 22 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and he's yeah. got you know he's got the Funky Bunch behind him. Those you know he's got a he's got a team of his yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Is so, she one of those? Is yeah. she one of those teams? She's one of them. She's uh, never. She, she, she's got a pilot. She's got a pilot on ABC too. Does she? So yeah. she's leaving uh, Walking yeah. Dead. I, We're going to talk all Walking Dead uh, next week. And you're going to talk all Walking Dead. Oh, we definitely because there's no way because I despise that show. Despise. Right. We diverged. 
Uh, this is some news. This is some news just for Hassan. Oh, more news. This is just oh, for, for me. Yeah. Okay. Supreme Leader Snoke rumored for Star Wars Episode Nine Return, according to both comicbook.com and a whole bunch of other sources. Andy Serkis was slated to attend the Keystone Comic Convention this past weekend, though he ultimately was unable to appear. With Episode Nine currently filming, fans are wondering if this means his cancellation was due to his involvement in the new film. Circus being unable to appear at the convention doesn't necessarily mean he missed the event due to filming, or even the cancellation was related to anything professional. However, this wouldn't be the first time an actor involved with an upcoming sequel canceled a September convention appearance to film scenes for a movie. Who cares? Wouldn't it just be the ultimate... Don't care. Like, irony of everything. Don't J.J. Abrams basically is busy... Like, I, like J.J. Abrams is putting Can't together episode nine... It. Like, I put together, like, an, an issue of The Sire sometimes where I'm, like, looking through old artwork that I couldn't use, and I'm like, I need to use this. And now I need to write. Wow. And now I need Is to write. Is that how you put together a comic book, by the way? Issue 9, yeah. There's Oof. a lot of artwork from. But it was such good artwork, I was like, I have to use this somewhere. And I was like, here's, let, here's me, let me tweak the storyline really around quick. this. Uh, episode 9 is going to save the franchise. Because what's going to happen is episode nine is going to come out. It's, it's going to restore to zero. It's going to make a billion dollars. It's going to go right back and make a billion dollars. And everybody and people are going to stop talking about how the boycott, you know, the Star Wars is dead or whatever. But and episode nine is going to be semi enjoyable. You're going to be able to watch it. You're going to be like, oh, that's that was OK. But it's not going to save that series. It's not going to save the, 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 the sequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy is destroyed. It's dead. Yeah. It was killed by the last Jedi. It was murdered in its crib by the last Jedi. It's another baby killing reference. I don't know what's Kimberly wrong. Kimberly Russell actually chimed in on Facebook Ugh. in regards to our previous story, Ugh. which we did not give it enough like she, she actually want? asked for praise for origin story with Quicksilver return. This is in regards to the Marvel okay. Loki storyline. Uh, wow. oh, sorry, the Scarlet Witch storyline potentially. Quicksilver's return in the in the TV show? Yeah. Is that confirmed? No, or? no, that's what her that's what her hopes that's are. That's not going to happen. Stop, Kimberly. No. <laughs> no. 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 All right. I want to thank our, our new sponsor again, uh, which good, is Jolly it's good Jane. Statement, but it's not going to happen. Go to secretsofthesire.com slash Jolly Jane, and it will take you to a page where you can click on the link for the Kickstarter, or just search Jolly Jane on Kickstarter. You can actually see the link uh, on the uh, video screen. Uh, next week, we got... We got... An, we got just a tremendous lineup of guests leading into New York Comic Con, which will be very exciting. And hopefully, my wife doesn't go into labor on New York Comic Con weekend, so I can still attend. Oh, you um, just said it. Definitely going to happen. Thomas Ian Nicholas of American <laughs> Pie drops in next week. Uh, he's going to give us an update on his uh, fantasy novel that he released, which is actually in talks for a new uh, movie project. And, and he's going to bring gonna us pie. He's going to be talking 20 year reunion of American Pie. Yeah. So he's going to bring us pie. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's not going to be here. He'll what? talk about it. Don't say that. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll FedEx us something. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue our fall TV preview. We're going to jump on the non-superhero-related fall TV shows. Uh, we've already covered Iron Fist two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, we we got all the DC shows in tonight, thanks to our guest, Andrew Lavillo, and which I can't pronounce his name, but I've, I've done Obviously it not, magically by mumbling it's through it. <laughs> it's uh, pretty bad. And we're going to have Walking Dead and Riverdale next week. Mm, That's right. All right. See you then.